Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is July 7th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to continue on into 2 Kings chapter 5. But before we move on, I just have to say, I was going to skip chapter 4 altogether because it's filled with lesser known stories and chapter 5 and 6 are so popular and we know those stories and we've heard those stories before, but I just have to say I'm so glad to have studied chapter four again this week and to have given it a second and third look. There are so many good stories in this chapter and such examples of strong, faithful women in these verses. So we're not going to finish out the stories in chapter four, but I invite you to continue to take a look at these stories, especially the story of Elisha raising the woman's son from the dead, and pay particular attention to her reaction when she sees her son, what she does first, where she goes first. It really teaches us a lot about faith and humility and gratitude. But like I said, we don't have time to keep going in it. I wish we did because it is fantastic. So let's take a look at chapter five. Now, like I said, chapter five is a much more well-known story. It's the story of Naaman. And so let's jump in and just see what we can learn about Naaman right away. Starting in verse one, it says, now Naaman, captain of the hosts of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him, the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Now, this verse is so interesting because here we have Naaman and he's a Syrian, right? He's not a part of the children of Israel. He's not part of the faith of Israel. He doesn't believe in the God of Israel, but look at what we see about him. He's a great man with his master. He is esteemed by people around him. He's esteemed by his peers and he's seen as just a really good person. And then it says he's honorable. In fact, he's so honorable that the Lord blessed him with certain victories as captain of the host of Syria. Then it also says that he's a mighty man of valor, meaning he's a brave man. So he chose a pretty good profession by being in the military. (laughs) But what I love here is that here we're being taught and we're being told about a man who is not a member of the faith. He is not a covenant-making member of Israel. He doesn't believe in the God of Israel, but he's a good man. He's an honorable man. He's a courageous man, so much so that God is aware of him and has blessed him in his efforts. I think this teaches us a really important lesson about the love that God has for all of his children, that he doesn't just reserve blessings for the faithful members of the church, that he doesn't just reserve miracles for those who belong to the church, but that there is goodness in so many people and that our father in heaven sees goodness in his children and looks after all of his children. But it's interesting because after all this good that was spoken of him, his honorable, he's a mighty man, he's a good man, he's mighty in valor, all of that gets overshadowed by that very last sentence, he is a leper. And how often do we do that with people in our lives as well? They may have a million good qualities, but sometimes we focus so much on one difficulty or one struggle or one past mistake or one current trial or tribulation or temptation. 
and we overlook everything else in their life, just focusing on the one thing. That can be so dangerous, but it's so easy to fall into that pattern. So I invite you to keep that in mind as we approach people, to approach them and look at them as the whole person and not just a tiny portion of their life, like we often do here with Naaman, characterizing him as, oh, the leper, rather than, oh, the good, honorable captain of the hosts of Syria. So he is a leper. And verse two talks about how they have taken from Israel a handmaiden. And this handmaiden now serves in Naaman's house. And obviously, Naaman is a really good man here because this handmaiden, this Israelite girl, is super concerned about him and wants to see him healed, wants to see him prosper, wants to see good things come to him. Because keep in mind, oftentimes we talk about being a leper, and because we have so many stories in the scriptures about it, sometimes we normalize or lessen what this disease actually was. This wasn't just a disease of the body. Although it certainly was that. It was uncomfortable. It was gross. It was stinky. It was really, really difficult. You've got all these open wounds. Infection's a big problem back then. So it was a very big physical problem. But can you imagine the emotional toll that being a leper would have on you as well? I remember when COVID first hit our household feeling so emotionally drained by it, so socially drained by it. It took its toll in a lot of ways. It felt so isolating. And imagine being a leper in Israel and how isolating it must have been. People not wanting to come near you, no one wanting to touch you, being declared unclean in society, and how hard that must have been. And so here, I believe this handmaiden sees this, and she's good and kind and not angry that she's been taken away as a servant and sees Naaman as this good man that she wants to help. And so look at what she says. Verse three, and she said unto her mistress, would God that my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. So she's like, I wish more than anything that Naaman was where the prophet is. Now, keep in mind, this girl had been in Naaman's house for a long time. Chances are she's never met Elisha, but that really shows us how word of what Elisha has been doing has spread. All the miracles that he's worked, the bringing back of the dead, the healing, the multiplying, all the different things that he's done must have really spread abroad because this handmaiden has heard of Elisha. And despite her time being amongst the Syrians, she has not lost faith in her God. And so she says, I wish more than anything that my master were with the prophet because the prophet could heal him of this. Now, there's something that I love about this little handmaiden, about this little girl that is in this home. Now, I call her a little girl. We don't know how old she was, but chances are she was a girl or a teenager. But something I love here is how normal and naturally she shares her testimony. She bears testimony of the truthfulness of the God of Israel and the truthfulness of a prophet in Israel. But she's so normal about it. She doesn't walk into her mistress and say, I'd like to bear my testimony to you that there is a God in Israel and that there is a prophet in Israel who speaks to that God and works miracles. She doesn't make a big production of it. But in small and little ways, she testifies of truth. And I feel like 
All of us can probably relate to this little maid in some way. All of us can relate to being in a moment where we felt truth and we knew that the truth that we possessed could bless someone else. But just as I would imagine that this little maid felt insecure and small, sometimes we feel that way too. But our testimonies and our convictions don't have to be a big production. We can share truth. We can share belief. We can share conviction in small and normal and in natural ways. Listen to what Sister Porter recently said about this girl. She says, She was young, of no worldly importance, and her life as a slave in a foreign country was clearly not what she had hoped for. However, she spoke sentences with the power of God, testifying to Naaman's wife, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Her words of faith were relayed to Naaman, who acted on his words, allowing him to be healed both physically and spiritually. We often focus on the servants who convinced Naaman to bathe in the River Jordan, as the prophet Elijah directed, but Naaman would not have been at Elisha's door without a little maid. My friends, in our lives, we will come across opportunities daily to say little things that testify of what we believe and what we know. We can sometimes feel as small and insignificant as the little maid did. We can sometimes feel that our words will be overlooked or seen as unimportant. But my friends, we never know when the words that we speak will be received in faith and in hope, just as the little maid's words were for Naaman. It's my belief and it's my testimony that sharing our convictions in normal and natural ways will bless those around us and help them draw closer to God and closer to spiritual healing. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 